Hey, yo, yo, yo. You're now tuned in to Cost of a Dream, where we discover how to navigate high-impact careers and life. I'm your host, Vaughn Edmead, along with my colleague, Jelp Shinholster. Two men seeking a clear path for the next generation. Let's get it. So, folks, um, here we are. We this is technically episode four. We're somewhat skipping over episode three. We had done an episode three. I hopefully will be able to get to um, edit it when I have the time or what have you. But we kind of did that in a format that requires a little bit extra on my part. Um, and so episode four should be pretty straightforward. <laughs> um, you know, one of the things that you know, and, and mind you all, you know, sometimes if we sound a little soft spoken when we're doing some of these things, you know, w- there's some gymnastics and, uh, uh, you know, um, pun intended to, to some extent because of how you're associated with gymnastics, Joe. But there are some gymnastics that we have to do to kind of pull this off um and and maintain everything else and all the other responsibilities that we have um and so uh sometimes if we get softer it might be because hey we're in a situation where we can't make too much noise at the moment what have you but we still want to be able to with consistency provide you all um just valuable insights and takes uh, that you might find helpful. Um, it might be worthwhile, uh, Jelp, for us to even kind of let folks know some of the brainstorming, um, just maybe just a couple of minutes about the brainstorming that we've had and the direction that we're kind of going in. Um, you know, one of the things that had been on my mind and I content, I tend to be an overthinker. And matter of fact, my wife told me all about myself last night um, <laughs> and my overthinking ways. But one of the things that, um, uh, you know, we were gearing up to do. Well, let me start with this. First, you'll notice this used to be called averages failure. And anybody knows me knows averages failure is one of my mantras for life wrote a book about it, all that kind of stuff. But you now notice that the podcast name has changed to Cost of a Dream. Um, I think it was time to retire Averages Failure as kind of like a a mission statement. Um, I feel like that phase of um, what I've been pursuing, though it'll always be a part of what I'm doing, I felt like that ran its course. I did what I could. I learned a lot through it, Um, but it's kind of time to move on to something else not something completely different, something that may be um, related, but still a new phase. And so cost of the dream seemed to make sense um, to go into. And whereas my thoughts had been about, you know, um, averages failure and even cost of a dream being centered on uh, career development and even more specifically, pursuing or or trying to introduce people to the various careers that are out there that maybe many of us didn't uh, grow up hearing about and um, might be worthwhile and lucrative even to pursue. You kind of got to start where, you know, 
the lowest hanging fruit is becoming a very important concept in my life. Um, I tend to, to reach for the highest hanging fruit because I can see it so clearly. Um, but most things happen when you just, hey, continue taking the next step that makes sense. And so, right. Jelp, I think you convinced me. Um, you kind of clarified some of my thinking just yesterday about what, where we could start. And so I'm going to let you jump in and kind of kind of talk about some of what you were saying and some of the perspective that you had in terms of like what what would be the lowest hanging fruit for us and what we then out of that intend to bring toward this this show. OK, um, I, I'm going to see if I can clarify it and simplify it as much as possible. But um, one of the things um, that um, we wanted to do was still like. Well, I said keep the essence of making sure we bring exposure to people um, in areas that we might not have known about. But I think one of the things that we um, we didn't want to lose was who we really are. And we're mm -hmm. two African-American males who are husbands, fathers, sons. And what could we add to the conversation or what's not out there for us? And sometimes that's the voice. Hold on one sec, Joe. Mm -hmm. Don't forget, you called us middle aged the other day. I, <laughs> I had a hard time accepting that, <laughs> especially since a bunch of people, even co-workers of ours, have said recently, like, yo, when I told them, you know, because I just turned 38 this past mm -hmm. Sunday, um, co-workers of ours were like, yo, I ain't, I ain't know you was 38. I thought you were younger than that. I'm like... <laughs> I thought I was still a young adult, but Joe crushed my dreams, y'all. So go ahead, Joe. Hey, it's okay. It's okay, man. I will be I'll be 40 at the end of the summer. So I mean, and I don't I don't know if I feel it. Mm -hmm. I know that um there are things physically that change. Yeah. Um, and obviously my kids' age kind of help solidify things at times. <laughs> um, but for the most part, yeah, being you know, I guess accepting that that part of you um, of being, you know, a middle aged black uh, man in America who's married and trying to do things in a godly way mm -hmm. um, sometimes get lost. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times, especially with, you know, the influences that we see on a day to day basis through social media and other uh, media, um, it is our voice isn't always heard. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think there's a lot of people out there that's in our position that could use some guidance, some encouragement, um, I guess some brotherhood yes. uh, to say, um, because it seems as if women already have that by nature being social creatures, they already have that kind of already baked in mm -hmm. for, for us. A lot of times we can be loners, mm -hmm. um, and which means that we sometimes will, go through life and go through phases and not really connect with people all the time mm -hmm. on things. Um, so I think, you know, using the platform and using, you know, the podcast to kind of help bring people together um, and kind of, you know, find common ground and talk about some of those things that um, sometimes is taboo to talk about mm -hmm. or things that are not glorified in our society anymore. Because being a responsible married black man is not glorified right, as much. Right, right. Um, and sometimes you don't have models all the times. And even when you do have models, 
sometimes you don't get the intricate details a lot mm -hmm. of certain things mm -hmm. and the real truth of how marriage works and some of the ups and downs of you know the journey of trying to be a father you know trying to be a provider and all those other things and still you know having your own personal pursuits and things that you want to do so mm -hmm. and, and and thanks for sharing that joe and it's, it's so funny that um so when joe brought that up one of the reasons why it made so much sense is because if you look at the um if you actually look at the the podcast cover art right that's actually the the design that's on there is actually a shirt design that i made years ago this was back in like 2014 i had made that right um and at the time i thought it was dope it was just i was it was just going to be left as a shirt design but if you notice on there it says cost of a dream but then it shows blood sweat tears Right. But then it just shows you images. It doesn't have any words, but you just see the picture of what I put on there, like a house. You know, that might be the dream for people to be able to build a house. Then it, you see a picture of two people in love. Um, you know, so what I was conveying there was healthy relationships, healthy marriages. Um, and then um, what's the other picture that I have there? I forgot off the top of my head. I don't I don't remember. But in essence, what I was trying to show was like. I was trying to give representation of the full picture of success. You know what I mean? If I could steal the term of Jason Wilson, who does a lot of work for black men um, and helping them to heal in many ways, he talks about becoming a comprehensive man. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it was helpful for me to hear about that. And so to, to, to somewhat steal his, his that phrase comprehensive, I think what we're talking about what or what we will be talking about here is how the, our pursuit of a comprehensive life you know and and it that to some extent it means it's not necessarily always going to be neat um there's a lot packed in there there are a lot of you know things to cover so you know we, we, you're talking about faith and spiritual development um, a large part of this is probably going to be about various types of leadership in, in terms of leading at work, because both of us are our, our managers where we are, but also leading at home, you know, um, as husbands, as fathers, you know, you know, and, and even self leadership um, or what have you. And so I just it, it seems like it's all come together. Um, and even that's something for me that I'm even learning. I, I think we're not here trying to be gurus. I think it's safe to say, Joe. I think what we're simply trying to do is just share what we're learning along the way. Definitely. Um, you know, and as we run, maybe as we run into other people down the line who also might have something to share that would be helpful. You know, we can always invite them to kind of share further perspective in, in terms of how they're successfully navigating, um, you know, life to to be healthy in in all areas you know right. um and uh sometimes the way we talk about success in our society uh it, it might lead to a specific area of success but sometimes it might leave other areas um wanting and lacking and so we kind of want to talk about it all here knowing that that kind of it, this speaks to what you were saying, Joe. That kind of goes against the grain in and of itself because we we live in a society 
that's all about kind of like specialization and saying, hey, if you're going to do something, just talk about this specific one thing. Right. Um, but again, we're trying to we're trying to show the whole picture so that we can kind of see how all things fit together um, as best as possible. So, yeah, that, so that's where we are. I think that was a solid um, introduction about how we are pivoting, uh, which we all have to do in life uh, from time to time. So then that being said, um, Joe, you had an idea kind of, um, of, of maybe like what could be our, um, I mean, we've touched on things similar to this in the past, but it's kind of like what our, our conversation could be centered around for today, at least part of the conversation. Right. Right. Um, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> we talk, this wasn't a touchy subject. Was or, or, or if you got something else, we can go with that, too. God <laughs> <laughs> is trying to avoid this topic. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Um, no, I think one of the things um, and kind of recently I was talking to Vaughn um, and, you know, um, me and my wife just had our. 11th anniversary and um one of the things thank you um and one of the things that we were um i was discussing with Vaughn, um and my wife actually listens to the podcast so that means she gonna hear this um (laughs) (laughs) have mercy have mercy um and we were just talking about um like planning you know the the whatever event or what how we were going to celebrate um and one of the things that um i kind of took note and i think i might i said this to her directly um was that um you know and and, and it it wasn't a slight to her or anything but i I thought that this was and sometimes i generalize stuff um anyway so i'm like you know it seemed like you know guys are kind of responsible for you know kind of planning you know the anniversary even though it's an anniversary for you know us Mm -hmm. as a couple um it seems as if, you know, I was kind of in charge of, you know, setting the tone by, and maybe it may be now I'm thinking about it, talking to you again, maybe it was my job was to set the tone, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. to actually plan everything out, but to set the tone and say, you know what, what are we going to do? Or if I had an idea already, this is my idea. What do you think about it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of the things for myself is, I like to surprise my wife at times because we really, you know, we don't, we got kids. So it's not too many surprises going on. Yeah. A lot of so I try to, you know, make it so that, you know what, it's something that she might not know that we're going to do um, and try to make that, you know, intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times, like when we go out to eat, depending on where we're going, I won't tell her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and kind of make it more of a surprise. Um, and I think, you know, I kind of was probably in my feelings a little bit. Um, because I think in the 11 years, there was one time I told her that, you know, I didn't have anything planned. So she planned something, but um, she made the comment that, you know what, this was a mutual, you know, planning that we always do. And I was like, nah, I don't think it is. Um, I know for the most part that and maybe it was, you know, the expectation that I felt that, you know what, I have to plan something mm-hmm. for us to do. Yeah, we might exchange gifts, but the whole planning of the event or outing is on me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I think that comes from, you know, being a leader um, and just assuming that the male is going to be in charge yeah. a lot of times. Um, 
And I think you were saying that, you know what, even with your wife, you know, there's moments where, you know, for the most part, she'll tell you exactly what she wants to mm -hmm. do. And then she kind of wants you to kind of be a part of the planning. Yeah. Um, to show your your interest in it. Um, and yeah, I was just, you know, I was kind of, you know, I wasn't thrown off by by, you know, our conversation with my conversation with my wife, but it was just one of those marriage moments. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you know what, leadership is hard. Yeah. And it's constant. Yeah. And it's 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 always evolving and you always have to be a, like a visionary, but then you have to be in the weeds at times too. Yeah. Um, you have to play so many different roles. Um, and there's moments when, you know, you would like for somebody to take over. And there are moments where my, my wife takes over, you know, certain aspects of our household mm -hmm. and certain things that we do. Um, and what we've learned to kind of do at times is to identify the things that one person is strong in the other things that somebody might be weaker in or they just don't want to do it mm -hmm. and allow ourselves to kind of flow in that so that we don't get, you know, so caught up in, you know, certain aspects of our life where, you know, because arguments can happen in, at the drop of a die. Absolutely. Um, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. It could be the simplest thing in which, you know, a slight miscommunication about, you know, we're supposed to do this or something not on a calendar and it's actually important and you know it it blows into other areas in which you know next thing you know you're having an argument about somebody being irresponsible yep. <laughs> yeah. which 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 though joe and it, i think it, that's that's an important um point for us to kind of uncover right there is i think the more you you grow in wisdom and the more you're paying attention is the more you start realizing like it's never really about almost no argument is about like the specific thing that caused the argument right right there's almost like this underlying it, it's it's almost like there's a underlying spirit behind <laughs> um what you know behind what seems to be the thing you're arguing about that and that spirit is or that um essence or aura I'm, I'm not trying to make it like like whatever it is the the, the ideology the, the practice the the habit behind that um is usually the issue so for instance what i mean is you know um how, how, how am i so similar to you if anything my wife is it at times feels more like you joke because yeah. she is the planner it's so funny because this con literally when you and I spoke the other day, all of a sudden, me and my wife ended up in a conversation. And the whole time I was like, yo, this is the same thing Jump was talking about. <laughs> but <laughs> but but the roles are a little bit reversed. My wife does a lot of the planning. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas, um, you know, in many ways, I let her because I'm kind of like I'm just down for whatever. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, but she has she's more specific and kind of like um, what she wants, how she thinks she's uh, things should be. So. So so I, I bring that up to say. If you're not careful, mm -hmm. you'll keep arguing about what you're looking at on the surface mm -hmm. and not realizing that what's more important is the thing that's like. The, the it's it's the the hidden thing underneath so my wife when she told me she was like you know i want you to because my wife plans not even just for us but like for other people as well she's mm -hmm. like i want you to take cues like that's how i feel 
cared for. Mm-hmm. And so I started trying to do that more and more. And by no means am I, I would even say I'm great at this yet, right? Mm-hmm. But but I'm getting better. But I had to start realizing, like, you know, it's this this is about her feeling valued. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This is about her feeling like I'm taking an interest in her and who she is. It's not about the planning per se. You know what I'm saying? The the planning for her though is just an um a representation or 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 the tangible aspect of of my caring. It doesn't mean that I don't care. It or, or it doesn't mean that I don't plan to um to assist or, or jump in however I can or I'm not doing other things. But I, to some extent, I have to speak her language. You know, to steal um verbiage from like the five love languages and stuff like yep. that. That is a hundred percent correct. Um, and for the record, I, I want to put this on the record. Um, my wife plans most of the things in general. <laughs> <laughs> it just these um. <laughs> We just out here trying not to get snipered, bruh. No, I don't. I don't. I don't want to get confused with. I was talking about an anniversary. On the most part, she is the planner that kind of plans most of the things. Um, actually, it's funny because it depends on what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, who plans the most? Um, mm-hmm. I'm usually like the. I'm. I will pass the buck so many times, boy. I, I'll be throwing all kinds of assists. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Um, yeah, she's the major planner, honestly, uh, for most things. Like, I'll plan some other stuff. Like, I'll plan a vacation and put everything together mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. let her to fill it in. Yeah. You know? Um. But um, you're 100% right. The love language piece um, is important because um, for the most part, um, everybody would like for themselves to be loved in the love language that mm-hmm. you identify with. And, and sometimes it looks different in different um, scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, for for yourself, you were just talking about how, you know, she just wants you to kind of be included and kind of, you know, you know, pretty much want to be a part of it. And part of that is, you know, I know for myself, it's like coming outside of who I personally am because yeah. My wife, um, her love language is words of affirmation, and she gets on to me all the time about not talking as much. Even though I can talk, and even though I will talk about certain things, um, she wants me to talk about certain things in the way that kind of connects with her. Yeah. Um, and um, that's something that I always have to work on to be intentional about. Mm-hmm. Um, because for myself, I'm not blaming it on the fact that I'm an only child. But I believe there are some things from me growing up that causes me to not be as vocal. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, I'm doing mm-hmm. a podcast with you, but that don't mean that my nature is to talk. Right. If we get, right. In, a, if we get in certain environments, I can be very quiet. Yeah. And in other environments, I can, you know, I can, I'm not going to be the life of the party, but mm-hmm. I'll talk my head off. Right. At times. Um, but, you know, just kind of knowing that about yourself mm-hmm. and about your spouse. Um, is very important in the other people in your life too um, mm-hmm. because knowing your kids love language your parents love language yeah. is highly important as well too because my son I know his is quality time my, mm. my, my youngest one and he's just an active person so you got to kind of be around him and that's his way of you know connecting with you yeah um, some people is the the um, is gifts um, which can be tricky mm-hmm. um, because have you know, mercy it can be <laughs> 
it can be tricky because usually the person whose um, love language is gifts will buy everything for themselves anyway. Mm. They have it, but they still feel love by getting a gift. So now you got to think outside the box to get them something that they don't have that's going to have some meaning. It's just, it can be interesting. Mm. Um, but, you know, identifying that um, in the people that are close to you is important. Um, it will save you a, a world of headache. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Um, and and like you said, you have to know certain things about yourself, right? So, you know, one of the things for me was that um, two things that come to mind is that I tend to live in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and for for folks like me who who live in their head, you feel active. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because you like you have so much swirling around in your mind. It actually wears you out because you're thinking about this. And actually, you're trying to think deeply about certain things. It's like um, it, it, it's the, the, the problem with that is that it's not visible to other people. You see what I'm saying? So, right. but the thing is, that doesn't mean that it's not work. And that doesn't mean that it's not hard work. It's just hard work that happens within the mind because you're, you're trying to, and ultimately this is what tends to lead to overthinking anyway. So notice how, like, even what we're talking about applies to so much, so many other areas aside from just, um, from just, you know, your marriage. And that's what you were kind of alluding to right like the other areas of your life as well where you're at work you're at this place you're at wherever it is sometimes you're deep inside your own thoughts working out something and it's important to be able to have that kind of time to think but other people can't see and can't read your thoughts right and so i've had to learn to you know to learn that i can't just think deeply about something like i need to turn some of that thinking into action that is visible so that my wife does know or so somebody else does know that um that i'm in the game so to speak mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying um and then the other thing you know for me yeah wonder and this is one of the real things is that sometimes me and my my wife had a big conversation about this yesterday and sometimes my life can feel so full of responsibilities mm-hmm. that it feels like there's not enough room to, you know, um, actively maybe participate in certain places that I wish I had the freedom to, you know? So, it, it, so in essence, like for me, I'm like, man, I'm trying to grind, you know, mm-hmm. I'm trying to hustle. I'm trying to, uh, 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 you know, position my household in such a way where a lot of things don't have to be on my wife that I would in an ideal world wouldn't be on her. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um, but, you know, you you make decisions in the past which affect you today and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And so um, and so I told her, like, I don't always feel like I have the freedom to engage with like, um, let's say, uh planning let's say a vacation or planning a date night why because in my mind i'm like listen my wife holds down a lot for us so i'm actually trying to do as much as the the responsible work as possible that i can Mm -hmm. but sometimes that causes me to forget about just the the fun stuff we might call it (laughs) you know what i mean um or, or or just the things that 
the the things that are the more um what you would call it like the more exciting expressions of love mm-hmm. or, or maybe maybe the way i would describe it is like I, this is the way i talk i, I described it to her um yesterday i said it's as i'm reading this book by called build by tony fidel right now so mm-hmm. the iphone he's the guy who's like one one of the main brains behind the iphone right, right. but i was like it's as if you're trying to build the iphone and building the iphone is the exciting thing mm-hmm. but there's so many administrative tasks that also need to be done for the iPhone to actually be successful that that don't have to do with actually building the actual technology itself. And so you you kind of become overwhelmed with having to make sure that that's taken care of. So you don't actually get to focus on the iPhone itself. You're focused on the administrative task around the iPhone. Right. You know, um, and so for me, you know, I'm in a place in my current life where it's like being being very basically trying to declutter, mm-hmm. um, reprioritize, um, figure out what are the most important things um, and, and how to really allocate uh, time and effort to those things and give myself space to build the iPhone and not just do the administrative tasks associated with building the iPhone, but never actually getting to building the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, see, I know exactly what you're saying because um, one of the things about being a responsible adult is that a lot of the work that you do isn't glamorous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it isn't the going on the vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, it isn't the grand gesture of you know love for your spouse. Mm-hmm. It's the day-to-day grind that allows you to have some stability. Yeah. Um, and I know that as men, we would like to be, we would like that to be recognized mm-hmm. at minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know women have a, 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 especially in the age of, you know, strong independent women, they, they don't always recognize or identify the fact that we have challenges too. We have struggles too on mm-hmm, a daily mm-hmm. basis. We just don't vocalize them the way that they do. Yeah. Um, and like you're saying, you're you might be an overthinker and you're you're going and you're trying to, you know, work things out in your mind before you put it in play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um because the one thing about being a man is you can't make too many mistakes. Then they, <laughs> they, 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 they put you out the game. Facts. Especially um, at this this stage, man. Mistakes it's like mistakes are costly. Yeah, they, they costly. And, and the thing about it is, is that even though, you know, I know, you know, my, my wife, I, I believe that, you know, she's down for me, but I do know that women don't do well when things aren't stable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, nobody really does well. Yeah. Um, but then also, too, is like, are we in a position, is my wife in the position to take risks with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's that's a good that's a that's a good way to put it. Go ahead, finish that thought, but I think I, I got something to say on that. Yeah, like there are things that like as a man, I'm willing to take the risk on my wife, throw the dice because sometimes I can see that it's it, it looks like a risk, but it's 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 a lot of guarantees. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like recently my wife went back to school. 
and she went back to school and part of her going back to school was she said that you know what towards the end of you know her time in school she was going to have to resign from her job because she was like joe i know that i'm gonna need the time and i can't go to work and mm -hmm. complete it successfully so it looks like a big gamble from the outside looking in and it is um mm -hmm. but i'm like dude i know i know you go and i i, I sometimes you know i refer to my wife as dude uh, <laughs> we talking what i'm like dude like i know you're gonna finish you're gonna do well you're gonna finish you're gonna you know you're gonna take your boards you're gonna pass and then you're gonna get on to you know your new job and make more money but a lot of people from the outside looking in is like um you okay with your wife not working you know mm -hmm. and it's not that i'm okay with her not working i just gotta I can see the vision past these six to eight months. Yeah. Now I'm willing to do that, but I'm not sure if not to say she's willing to do it, but I'm not sure that I'm willing to do it knowing that I'm the rock. Yeah. So my risks have to be a little bit more measured. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, they have to be a little bit more calculated. That's why mm -hmm. I, I might stay at a job longer than I'm supposed to, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because I know that my stability and the things that I bring, like my paycheck, my benefits mm -hmm. like i'm mm -hmm. always paid for the benefits my health care i'm I, like the health care was always on me for my family yeah um so there are things that i have to think about that i know my wife don't think about right, right. because she just always had it right. since i've been around for the most part um so i think you know i my wrist look different than my wife really. yeah yeah um uh, I we we didn't we didn't roll the dice on her plenty of times and, and we, we 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 had jackpots mm -hmm. like like but I know that if I was to be the person to take the risk on it would look totally different yeah 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 I I you know and that's kind of the world that I to some extent I'm the one that's willing to take risks in mm -hmm. my relationship and my wife would be the one who's more like you know she she's the the she calls herself the steady Eddie, right? <laughs> um, but but you know what's interesting and it's funny because I never thought about it this way until you just said it. I, yes, I was always willing to take risks. I felt I have felt the past, um, probably the past, um, let's say like twelve years though. Mm -hmm. I probably have taken more risks. Um, but but I, it's, it's weird because I've actually felt like I've had to take more risk, right? Mm. Um, because knowing some of the, you, you know, for instance, you know, when I was talking about averages failure and when I was focused on averages failure, you know, the whole story around that was kind of like how I dropped the ball in some areas. And, you know, when you have things where you're like, hey, student loans are piling up and, you know, you don't have the degree to show for it, you know, because you didn't make it through law school um, mm -hmm. or you finally get your master's degree. But um, the degree doesn't seem to get you in the, the doors that you would hope to. So you still got student loans from that, too. But you know, you're not necessarily, you're not doing bad, but you're not where you, when you think in your, your mind where you feel like you could be, you're not there, right? Mm -hmm. When I think about all of those things, man, um, it, those are some of the things where it's like, I have felt like I got to take a risk, you know what I mean? Because what I, what I was doing at the time, 
ain't working. And right. in order for me to really get things to where I want it to be, to to have that freedom to, um, it's, it's almost like, man, I'm taking risks so that I can get to the point where I can then take better risks. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? Um, um, you know, but, but my wife is constantly reminding me like, yo, Vaughn, you, you don't got to take the risk that you have felt like that pressure that you have on you to take risks to some extent, you're creating that for yourself you now. Right. Because yeah. she's like, listen, we're together, we're partners. So it's not all on you. You know, so that's been a big thing actually for me um, in uh, twenty twenty one, and especially twenty twenty two, has been actually relieving myself of some of the risk and, and some of the pressure that I've put on myself, um, and re redefining what success actually is. You know what I'm saying? Um, has been major because sometimes those pressures that we have, you know. Um, um, are, are created by ourselves, but I say all that to say, like, I still want to position the family though to where we can take risks and don't have to worry about whether it's going to upend our stability. Right, right. You know and, what I I, mean? and I think that's the one thing. It's like a slow build, mm -hmm. um, and I think that um, because we we live in a society where um, you can see people's success but you don't see their struggle mm -hmm. um a lot of the times we we think things are instantaneous yeah. but those who are you know real grinders and you know are kind of practical we know that it takes time mm -hmm. um and then um you know i think also too is like if you're in a relationship it's still two individuals mm -hmm. like even though we say you know two individuals become one which is true, mm. but we're still two individuals and yeah. we have to figure out how to get on the same accord. Yeah. A lot of the times. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's one of the things like it's not the things that we agree upon. It's the things that we don't agree upon. that mm -hmm. cause, You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So trying to find, you know, that that happy medium when, you know, we're trying to move forward and it yeah. looks like it. and it's a risk um, to, to, to do a certain things like even for me to do the book my book mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. we did everything during covid that we probably wasn't supposed to do yeah to the, to the trained eye um and i was on the oh well if i don't do it now i probably won't do it mm. um and it was like okay you know what it's for some odd reason it seemed like things are lining up to where i felt comfortable enough even though i still was uncomfortable I felt comfortable enough to kind of make the move. Yeah. And um it's it's great to have people on your side that's willing to take the risk with you. Yeah. Um, but what happens when, you know, everybody isn't on the same page mm -hmm. um and you still have an urge to move forward or being the leader and maybe God put it in your heart. And the thing about it is just because he put it in your heart clearly don't mean he put it in your spouse's <laughs> heart. Right. That clear. Um how do you kind of navigate that um, so that you don't fracture the relationship, mm -hmm. but you still move towards the purpose that God puts for you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, um, and I, I'll maybe this will be my last thought because I think we've I'd say we did a pretty good job <laughs> <laughs> on 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 um, just kind of covering like the various angles of this. But 
Yeah, um, I was just telling somebody yesterday, especially when you're talking about marriage relationships, um, and this is to me why, yo, really being a boyfriend and girlfriend, and even just saying, hey, yo, I'ma just live with somebody, is never really amounts to the fullness of marriage. Like literally saying, nah, I'ma actually make the vow to you to um to 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 do life with you. You know what I'm saying? Um, Because what you have said is that I have bound myself to becoming one with this person who is an other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That would really be the equivalent of, let's say, Democrats and Republicans saying, yo, we are tied to each other. Therefore, um, we we are going to go through the challenge of getting on the same page together. Think about, can you even imagine that right now? No, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But really, that's what marriage is. It's saying, yo, you're coming from a completely different world, completely different background. Um, and when I say completely, that doesn't mean that there aren't commonalities. Right. But, but yo, you have different experiences, different traumas, um, uh, uh, different ex- cultural expressions, all those kind of things. And now you decide to, hey, to say, hey, I'm going to team up with this person who they got all those same things, but f- from completely sometimes different lenses. And we're going to try to figure out how to be on the same page. That's never easy. Yeah. It's a it's a negotiation. Um, <laughs> you, you know, that that's what it is. But that's the hard work of becoming one to becoming one is is hard work and i don't mean hard work necessarily in a negative sense i just mean in a maybe maybe a better word would be rigorous work right. you know um but 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 if you it's very valuable if you're committed to the process you know but if you're not committed to the process that joint will wear you out yeah, yeah that joint I, will wear you out and the thing about it is i think there's this notion that if if you're supposed to be together, it's it's not supposed to be that hard. Right, right. Um, and the thing about it is, is that life throws many different obstacles at mm-hmm. you. And, you know, part of, you know, <clears throat> part of being in that relationship, that, that having that bond is knowing that, you know what, no matter what I do or how we, how we come from a different perspective, you know, I can at least have this conversation with this person mm-hmm. and we can try to find some common ground. We can agree to disagree. And I hate when people say that a lot of times, but sometimes that's what it comes down yeah. to. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know what, that's your way of thinking about it this mind. But OK, mm-hmm. as a team, what are we going to do? Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and, and that can be difficult because a lot of the times, you know, this is where that being the leader do you get to lead in that moment? Mm-hmm. Do you does that mean you just get the final say mm-hmm. and, and what you say goes, or does that mean that you and your wife come to an agreement and you're like, you know what, in this moment, I'm willing to relinquish my personal beliefs to allow them to, you know, take the lead on this. Yeah. Um, because again, sometimes it don't even mean nothing to you. Mm-hmm. Like we gotta be honest, sometimes some stuff don't mean nothing. It's like when mm-hmm. you say you want to go out to eat, sometimes you really don't care. Right. Right. And you got to be okay with the other person having a, a thought that, oh, I want to go to the Olive Garden. Okay, right. cool. All right. Let's just go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I think that's the other part, too, is like really knowing what you 
what you want to fight for. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. everything isn't a battle, shouldn't be a battle. Like right. I know me and my wife, we can be petty about certain stuff. Um, <laughs> and, just, and like like like, oh, like something real menial. Like we went to a craft fair over the weekend, and it's this guy that sells these rum cakes. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> this is real stupid, but every time we go, we buy about four rum cakes mm-hmm. flavors. My wife could buy an extra rum cake, but she always wants to split one with me. <laughs> and I'm like, ma'am, you know, you can just buy an extra rum cake for yourself. We don't have to split it. And I know I was being petty this week. so <laughs> <laughs> I was being petty. So she was like, Joe, um, you got that pineapple rum cake. Would you split it with one of my white rum cakes? I told mm. her no. Mm. I told her no. I said no. I said we was there. You could have got the one you wanted, and um, <laughs> and I want to split it with you. I don't want to split mine, so I I don't went and hid mine, took my two rum cakes, and hid them in one of my drawers in the room, uh-huh. so that she couldn't find them. Now, eventually, I gave her a slither of a piece <laughs> of the cake, but like that's not a real battle. But again, those are small things mm-hmm. that can turn into big things mm-hmm. because now it looks like I might be selfish, but yeah. then, but I'm standing on the principle that you could have just bought your own cake. Yeah. So you yeah. got to kind of know, you know, when to kind of hold them, when to fold them, as they say, like when to really fight about something that's important. Um, knowing your what what are those principles that you got to stand on. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times for me, it's more so family related stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I'm uh, even I'm, I'm big on trying to work it out with your family, even though I can be kind of harsh at times. Yeah. About some of the stuff I say, like I'm big on. OK, can we make it right? Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. You need to you, you need to try to figure out a way to make it right. So mm-hmm. I, I I'll be the devil's advocate, and my wife would get mad at me a lot for us trying to find a way for us to look at other people's issues yeah. and look at it from the other person's perspective to try to. And I always say, you know, we always talk about being the bigger person, and I know that can be a hard pill to swallow if that's what you always have to do. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the things I'm willing to fight about. Yeah, I'm willing to fight for relationships. But but. You so you bring up an excellent point, and I know we can't get into it now because we probably have gone. Um, not, I mean, hey, we can do this <laughs> as long <laughs> as we want, but um, you know, we might cover too many topics. Um, <laughs> you know, for people, we, they we might run them down, man. They done, yeah, they done uh, covered about 20 things that are all helpful <laughs> in this one episode, but you bring up an excellent point, Joe. We, in many ways, what because what you what you're kind of advocating for there is reconciliation, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it's so funny because even even as Christians, reconciliation is 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 a very uh, um, um, important concept, you know, in the Christian faith, and it's so interesting how so many people um, avoid reconciliation could care less about reconciliation and reconciliation is hard work to say, Hey, I don't, I don't just want to um, say, I'm sorry about, you know, a particular thing, but I actually want to do the hard work of us um, repairing the, the, the relationship that was broken right? or repairing the harm done so that we can be in community with each other again, man. Um, but with things like cancel culture and all that kind of stuff, uh, a lot of these concepts are going out of the window. Um, and 
I mean, it's happening. Spouses are canceling each other. Um, Politicians are canceling each other. (laughs) Nations are canceling each other. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, in many ways, when we talk about some of these microcosms here um, in marriage, you know, a lot of the implications um, extend to so many other layers of our lives in our society, man. Um, and so hopefully even if, if we can start getting people to get these things right in their familial relationships, um, maybe it'll also extend to the greater society as well, you know? So are we good to wrap up? I think we are, man. It's, yeah. I think we, 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 we put in our time for the day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Um, course of a dream. We thank y'all for rocking out with us. Um, you know, this is where we we talk about pretty much everything that you. I don't even know how we would uh, narrow down what we just spoke about. We got some politics in there, um, some marriage stuff in there, some uh, leadership stuff in there. Um, I'm surprised we ain't touch on sports like that. You know, Um, so um, but yeah, man, um, you know, on to the next one. We'll see what we talk about next time. But hopefully y'all find somebody who's listening to this, find something that's valuable um, and that just helps to to make their lives a little bit more um, um, easier to navigate. And that's it, y'all. Peace. Peace. Thank you for hanging with us today on Cost of a Dream. If you can. We'd love if you'd leave us a review or critique on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Cost of a Dream is presented by Averages Failure and Good News for the Hood. Check us out at goodnewsforthehood.com or averagesfailure.com. See you on the next episode. Peace.